Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show. My name is Jason. I'm your co-host, and I am with uh, Josh, the other co-host. Yes, and today on the Excellent Podcast, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. Has it really been one year? I know I asked you this, but has it really been? Yeah. Like the so, first, the first episode came out today. Today, the first three episodes came out. So a year ago, we released the first. Uh, yeah. So we released the power, and then what was it? Just set up the chairs, oh. and then I think it came caffeinated concert tickets. Oh yeah, I I'm looking at it right now. Damn. Because what we did is we knew that in order to like start a podcast, we wanted to like give a lot of content when we like first premiered. Mm-hmm. So we pre-recorded the first three and then released them all at the same time, which I think looking back was a good move. That way, like uh, we were able to establish a good audience. Oh, yeah. That, most definitely. One. Most definitely. Yeah. And the Excellent Podcast was a huge success right off the bat, I'd say, uh, mm-hmm. for what it is and what it is today, because we got a lot of attention from the r slash regular show subreddit, and also mm. William Salyers saw our show. Woo! I wonder, um, I, wonder, I, wonder I wonder what it was like back then, or how we started. I want to look back at that. I still have, like, a, like a chat saved between us, because... I had wanted to, yeah, I'd wanted to do this show for a while because I, there's a show, yeah, I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, we got our inspiration from Turtle Power Pod, which was a show where they do basically what we do, but with the 1987 TMNT cartoon. Mm. And that show got me through my entire, like, summer job because I was able to have headphones in. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, no one has done this for a regular show yet, so let's do it. Yeah. And I texted you being like, yo, do you want to do the show? Because uh, apart from me, you're like the, the closest one other, that knows. Yeah, yeah, that and the other person that watches like a lot of regular shows as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It was part of cool. our, uh, was it early 2010s? So obviously. Yeah, so I feel like regular show definitely like shaped my childhood. Would you say the same for yourself? I'd say so as well. It taught me uh, about relationships. Yeah, I mean, because we saw a lot of like Mordecai in that. Uh, obviously, we, we've said this before, it didn't teach us the best things because Mordecai was a little cringy, but... I'm, I mean, I, I turned out to be cringy, so boom, it worked. We all turned out to but, be cringy, which is okay. Yeah. What would you say is, like, the best thing that has come out of the show in, like, the past year of us doing it? Oh, um, actually being committed to something. Yeah. Because there's another thing. We're part of a group channel called Schwam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not It's not that we're not committed. It's just that we're eh, iffy at the moment. It's very hard because we all go to different schools. Mm-hmm. And especially, so, uh, like, we try to go on a schedule, but it it's a lot of work, especially when there's six of us. Exactly. And I was even surprised that we could do this show this semester where I'm, like, away across the, the world. I mean, just now we are having troubles. Yeah, so we, ha- for context, if you haven't heard the last episode, I am now living in the UK for my uh, final semester abroad. 
and we had a lot of audio issues in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you'll notice that I'm using a different microphone. Um, it's a little like travel microphone that my mom got me. It's really good, uh, but it's, it's it's not like it's obviously not your your like high end studio microphone, but uh, it's good for what I have. I, I really like it. Um, there was that. There was also a good amount of uh, slight echoes. You know, just technical problems that are bound to be there. But a big problem is that our Discord keeps dropping out. Yeah, that never happened when you were here. Yeah, so it's obviously an overseas thing. Because mm-hmm. literally, we tried recording this like five minutes ago. I said the first line, and I already lost Josh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It It's a challenge for us to do this now, especially because you're over there. But mm-hmm. we're making it work. We're making it work, and that's what it's all about. I I love being able to have something to commit to. We have like kind of been on and off throughout the past year because there was like one some semesters where like it worked with our schedule, some other times where it didn't. But the bottom line is we're back, and we're good for now. Uh, I also Ooh, uh, liked. What's up? I was gonna say there's two things, but you go first. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is I like how we are able to commit, like, work towards something that we enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. we both enjoy regular show and we love watching it and, like, talking about it. And I feel like we've watched the show, like, long enough and, like, several times where we could, like, host a show critiquing it and talking about all the nitty-gritty details. Ooh, I have an idea. Yeah. We should... Uh, Hello? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Nope, not yet. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> you, know, we, you know what we should try? What should we try? We should try going over uh, the the power and seeing how it changed from now. Oh, like our, our thoughts on it and our like critiquing skills? I mean, yeah. That too. Okay. Cause yeah, that would be cool. From what I remember, I was trying to be a little bit more review-y. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. letting go and just being natural. Yeah, true. Mm. That That's another thing. I feel like you could kind of tell in our episodes how you and I have progressed through our, like, reviewing and our storytelling. Mm-hmm. And we're able to be, like, more natural on the camera and be able to get into these tangents. Also, I love how a big part of our show is getting off topic and talking about the most random shit all the time. Yeah. That, oh, speaking of most random shit, the conversation okay. we were having like last night or two nights ago with uh with our group. Oh yes, the fucking urinal. Okay, should we get into it now? Yeah, why not? Again, this is the Schwam Squad that mm. we have. Uh, our you you could find our group YouTube channel in the description. But we got into this big debate. Uh, Jacob was the one that started it. He <laughs> sent a snap to the group saying question time. And it's a it's a picture of two urinals. Mm. Question time. Two guys need to piss. All the urinals are used up. What do the guys do? Um, or, hold on. He said, two guys need to piss. All the stalls are used up. What do the guys do when there are two empty urinals? And there's only two. There's A, piss at the same time. B, wait for one to go, then the other person goes. Or C, the third guy comes in and pisses in between both urinals on the floor and the wall. <laughs> um, 
See, my see, keep in mind, this urinal doesn't have a barrier, right? Yes. There's no barriers, there's no wall in between it. Exactly. I wouldn't. I just wait until like no matter how badly I need a pee, I'll wait. Cause I'll make that line. You okay, so hmm. Josh said that he would wait and Jacob said that he would wait as well. Mm-hmm. So Ethan said piss at the same time because they aren't bitches. And then okay. <laughs> Ethan also added, be a fucking human and deal with one minute of awkwardness. You'll get through it, I promise. And then Jake hopped on, not Jacob, but Jake. He hopped on saying that he agrees with Ethan. Um, and then Jacob said, I'm going to be an, a normal guy and wait because it's the unspoken rule. And I said, if I'm in a hurry, then I will go while there's another person. Like, I will deal with standing next to one person for one minute. Mm-hmm. But if I have nowhere to be, then I guess I'll wait. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll chill with, like, not using that one urinal. Yeah. I also made the point, though, I absolutely hate it when there's a long line because the guys are following that unspoken urinal rule. Mm-hmm. I was at a place one time, uh, me and CJ were seeing uh, Hamilton. Oh. and Or maybe it wasn't Dear Evan Hansen. It was, we were seeing a musical. Mm-hmm. And it was at intermission. There was a long-ass line out the door. And I have to go like pee very bad, and so does everyone else. I finally get to the bathroom to find out that the reason the line was so long is because no one was using the middle urinal. And I was like, okay, really? Like, we fucking have places to be we have to be back in our seats at 15 minutes this is our time to go to the bathroom just fucking go see okay i i feel like if one person initiates that that little uh action everyone else will follow okay will you ever be that person no (laughs) Uh, no. i will i know you would me i'm hesitant because i'm like "Eh, would i do i Eh, so if there is a barrier, will mm-hmm. you, like, is it all fine? Oh, yeah. Like, will you go to the... Oh, yeah, I'll definitely do it if there's a barrier. Okay, so as long as there's a barrier, then you'll go, like, whenever. It doesn't matter if it's empty or full. Oh, no, yeah, yeah exactly. The only thing is that, I would said this before, you're leaving the fate of another man, like, his eyes, you're leaving it to chance that he won't, quote-unquote, accidentally look down. So, unless if you're standing next to someone who's, like, who's gay or something, mm. chances are the person next to you is either just as weary of you of, like, making it not weird. Like, I know that there's an unspoken rule about not using the two urinals at the same time, but there's also an uns- another unspoken rule where in the case where you don't have a choice and you have to use the urinals next to each other, just mm-hmm. make it quick. Make it, like, in and out, and don't look at each other. And also, Ethan said, why don't you just, like, face away? Like, you just angle your body out in but the if you're in directions. A, but if you're in the middle, where are you going to face away towards? There's two dudes uh, next to you. You're going to lick the wall? No, in this case, there's only two urinals. So, okay. I, so let's say that I was in the left urinal, mm-hmm. and there's a dude next to me. I'm just going to angle my body towards the left. Because mm-hmm. that's where no one is standing. Yeah. And then, of course, I have the risk of, like, someone seeing my dick, like, from the left side. Like, whoever's standing behind me. Mm-hmm. But in that case, I would cover it up with my hands. Like, I would create, like, a hand wall, you know? Ethan made a good point. Literally, mm-hmm. you're never going to see the people again. So, 
and what if you do if there aren't going to be all like, oh, why the fuck did you stand next to me? Like, uh, I'm not, and it's true. You're not going to see these people. Well, I'm not going to bitch about it. Be like, oh, no, he's standing next to me. I'm just, I just don't feel comfortable with another person's like standing next to me while I piss. That doesn't, when the urinals don't have a barrier. If it had a barrier, like I said, I'll be fine with it. Go for it. Uh-huh. I've done it at and, Walmart. Yeah, and then I made the point where it's like, the urinals are there by design, and I feel like it's only gay and it's only weird if you make it. Because, like I said before, the person standing next to you does not want to be in the situation just as much as you, exactly. you know? Just don't look at the other person's wiener. Yeah, and I and then I said, like, again, I agree that you should wait only if you can in that situation, but if it's crowded and there's a long line... Get your ass up to the urinal and go. I think Jacob is in the way wrong. Yeah, so Jacob was being very adamant. Be- oh, yeah. I feel That's- I feel like out of all the people, Jacob was all being like, bro code, like, no, n- nothing weird at all. I don't know. You know, the most masculine might be the most uh, gay. Jacob was making all, like, these gay jokes. He, he sent a <laughs> meme saying, go ahead, take a sip, and it's like gay beer. Oh god, that can't be no like uh, that can't be like a real thing though. Maybe I don't know. It'll, it, there's a picture of it, and it the image is like such low quality that I don't think it could have been photoshopped. If it if it's real, I kind of want to try some out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. Yeah. But then I also made the point. I said, wait, isn't the whole rule the other rule about men's bathroom is getting there, getting out of there as quick as possible. Yeah. Because waiting for the urinal to clear up only makes it weirder, because then you're just chilling there while you're watching the current dude peeing, you know? Isn't mm-hmm. that even weirder? I mean, would you look at the dude who's peeing in the stall? Like, I mean, I would just probably keep my eyes like up to the ceiling or the ground exactly. or something like that. But either way, I feel like I, I'm both. I could use the urinal or I could not, depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Yeah. So wait, so if is it weirder to to be pooing next to a dude in the stall then? I feel like those are out of the picture because you are secluded. You have like your own space, you know. But you have you seen those videos of like people reaching under the the stalls just to touch the other person's feet? That's weird. That's weird. Oh, I would never do that. Of, speaking of stalls, I said like this urinal argument might be stupid, but what's actually stupid is how girls treat public bathrooms. Oh my god. Um, I remember I was it was my freshman year, I was in the dorm with my um it was with CJ and um my other friend at the time. And hmm. both of them needed to use the bathroom and one of them said like uh oh yeah I'm gonna go use the bathroom real quick and then the other one, CJ was like, Oh wait, can I go first? I need to leave in like a minute and I'm just like why don't you just go at the same time? You have separate stalls where you have your own little like cubicles and they're all like no there can't be two people going at once and i'm like there's i said i was like there's fucking stalls <laughs> why and then what is it uh, why why can't they just go together because i i get it with the guys how they they don't want to use like the two urinals at the same time because you're right next to each other yeah but like i said you're in like you have walls around you in the bathroom mm-hmm and the builders, like the people who built that bathroom, they made that by by design, and they might as well have only put one toilet in the bathroom if how the that's how the girls are going to treat it. Which, in that case, I guarantee the girls would then complain that there was only one toilet. 
so they're complaining that they don't want to go to the bathroom together. And even if there were more than one stall, they're gonna what? I'm so confused by this because it's so yeah stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't know because I feel like again, I think that the this whole urinal rule is is dumb. But the stall one in the girls' bathroom is even dumber. Yo, you pee with you uh you poo with the seat down or seat up? Obviously, I do it with the seat down. Did you hear? Uh, there was this one uh Reddit post where this someone asked it was like on ask reddit where it's like what's something that uh that you didn't know until you were an adult that you like probably should have known and mm. someone said eh, not this wasn't me but my friend he thought that the seat the toilet seat was only for kids <laughs> <laughs> meaning that every single time he took a shit he was sitting on that thin ass <laughs> toilet rim at the bottom oh my god that can't be that that's a joke, right? I well, it was on Ask Reddit, and it was it was supposed to be like sharing secrets. So, and it said that the dude was twenty two years old, and oh. he didn't find out until then. Oh my god! How does <laughs> we should get onto the episode? <sighs> so you said it was, uh, season two, episode fourteen, Muscle, Muscle Woman. Woman. All right. So, what do you remember about this episode? Uh, gross. Yeah, uh, this was actually one of my first ever regular show episodes that I watched. Uh, I, I, I think I shared the story of when I first ever watched regular show. Uh, my cousin was over and he put it on TV and first came High Scores. And then that was the first ever episode. And then I believe the second one, if I'm remembering correctly, was Muscle Woman that came on right after. Hmm. And let's just say that some of the things in this episode, it really helped me understand what kind of show I was dealing with, you know. <laughs> there there's a point in the episode I'll get to it when we get there, but it it didn't gross me out. It just I don't know how it got passed. So, we open up on the title card Muscle Woman and we are hearing the chirps and birds again. We are in a scene of Mordecai Rigby and Muscle Man working on some hedge trimming in the park. Rigby gets done with his hedge and he's bragging to Mordecai that, uh, oh, it looks like you got a lot a lot of ways to go. And then Mordecai looks over at Muscle Man and he's like, well, I'm better than Muscle Man over there. Pause. Mm-hmm. And we could see that Muscle Man's hedge is like not trimmed at all. So again, Rigby's done. Mordecai's like halfway done. And then Muscle Man hasn't even touched his hedge. And so they walk over to Muscle Man and he... He's like trying to cut off a, off a leaf, but he just can't do it. And then he starts crying out of nowhere. And then Mordecai and Rigby walk up. Mordecai says like, dude, like, are you almost done? We have to be working. We got to get our work done. And then they realize that Muscle Man's crying. Continuing on. Mm-hmm. Rigby says like, dude, are you crying? And then Muscle Man turns around. He's like, no, crying's for ladies like you. And then he's like, I never cry. <laughs> We get a quick shot of Muscle Man crying in the shower naked, <laughs> which th- this was the part that I said was like, because we get to see, I think this is the first time we've seen one of the park members. No, 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 Pops. Sorry. This is the second time we've seen a park member naked. Yeah. And I don't know which one is worse, Pops or, or Muscle Man. 
see we saw Pop's like butt cheeks and <laughs> he he had like he had like ass hair and everything. We don't see we don't see anything on Muscleman, but still, just the way that he's like sat down, he looks like a chewed piece of gum. He looks like melted ice cream. I am stealing that joke because it is the funniest thing of all time. No, literally, we are thirty nine seconds in, and we are already like up to high speed. We see Muscleman crying in the shower naked, and. Uh, again, this was the moment where I realized what kind of show I was dealing with when I was 11 years old. Oh, I just realized something. We're paused on... Well, I'm paused on 39 seconds. Yeah, same. He has a soap on the ground. Uh-oh, someone dropped the soap. Who does that? You... You don't... You, you would normally put soap, uh, regardless if it was barred or in a bottle. Like, you would put it on one of those... um, Not railings. One of... One of those like little sh- like shower shelves or like those yeah. little wire racks that hang off the the head. Yeah, naturally you'd do that. Even if you don't have one, you'd hang them off to the side. Even. Yeah, or like you, even if like you were forced to put your stuff on the ground, like you wouldn't have that shampoo bottle open mm-hmm. to done its side because it's all leaking out and everything. Oh yeah, no, oh god, that yeah. that's just cl- uh clean etiquette for for mm-hmm. you. So, without spoiling lunchtime too much, I wrote that this part was an iconic moment and as well as an adult joke right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also wrote down, when we were back at the beginning where Rigby was uh, trim- finished trimming his bush, it was in the shape of a square, and the first thing I thought of was Spongebob. Oh, uh, true. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing I wrote was, Naked Muscle Man is gross. So, Muscle Man is still crying... In the shower, he hears a knock on the door, and it's Mordecai and Rigby. Rigby's saying, dude, it's been hours. Uh, they're trying to look through the window, but he's he's not around. Mordecai says, can hear the shower, and he says, dude, are you in the shower crying? And uh, Muscle Man's like, no, that's just the water hitting the drain. <laughs> um, I wrote down for this. This episode, we really get a bigger glimpse of Muscle Man's character in regards to, like, his soft side. Mm-hmm. This is the first episode where he, like, really opens up because, spoiler alert, at the end of this episode, he finally talks about his feelings. But for this entire, like, beginning and run-up to it, mm-hmm. his whole thing was like, I don't talk about my feelings with anyone. Yeah, he's still and trying then, to be, like, know? that hard, that hard uh, muscle dude. Yeah, because Muscle Man, like, it's in the name. He's supposed to be all tough and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also wrote down, this is the first time that we see his, at least the inside of his trailer. Have we seen his trailer yet? Yeah, I think we have when uh, Mordecai and Rigby were trying to beat the hammer. Ah, yes. But I think this is the first time we see, like, the the inside inside of it. Yeah, speaking of which, which, it's a fucking mess. You, it is so dirty, like, he has a bunch of, like, shit on the ground, he has, like, a pizza box, his dirty laundry, he has a couch that's just all torn up, and it's, has, like, duct tape and fuzz on it, soda cans, but we do have a reference here, Hmm. he has a poster of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Really? On his wall. Oh, I see it, I see it. Yeah, the iconic album cover, which, fun fact, that is one of the most recognizable album covers in the world. Yeah, and I don't even listen to Pink Floyd as much. I love Pink Floyd. But, uh, unpopular opinion, people always say that, uh, or at least stereotypically, they say that Dark Side of the Moon is their best album. I disagree. 
Dark Side of the Moon just happens to have the their most famous logo. Mm. The best album, though, is The Wall. Mm. But the best psychedelic is Shine On You Crazy Diamond, which is a part of Wish You Were Here, the album. Uh, you don't listen to Pink Floyd, so you're probably so confused. <laughs> I'm just nodding my head and saying, yep, that's the one. You should probably have a conversation with Jake about that. He'd probably know. True, yeah. Um, oh, which, by the way, I am joining a new radio station out here. Oh, really? Yeah, so I used to be a part of uh, FM 89 back at home. Obviously, since I don't go to that school anymore, I no longer go on the air there. Are you part of the BBC? Uh, nope, not yet. Not yet? Ooh, hold on. BBC as in radio, not the, the abbreviation. Oh, we oh, know. oh, oh, that one. I was thinking about the radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Look, listen here, man. We both know that it's just a shade darker. Yeah, or shade, wait, shade darker or shade lighter? Um, let, let's just say the dark side of the moon. Okay. Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. I, so dumb. All right, we're moving on. So High Five Ghost comes up and explains what's going on. Um, Muscle Man's girlfriend Starla just broke up with him. And then Mark and Rigby are like, oh, they have a, um, Muscle Man has a girlfriend? And then Mordecai, like, yells in. He's like, Muscleman, we could talk about it if you want. And then, of course, that's when Muscleman says, I don't talk about my feelings with anyone. Leave me alone. So Mordecai and Rigby go to Benson to, like, say, hey, what should we do? And Benson's not really a big of a help. In fact, Benson says, oh, hey, guess what? Muscleman's sad, so he can't work. So you guys are going to pick up his work for the day. And Mordecai and Rigby try to get out of it, being like, oh, who, is there anyone we could talk to, like the HR guy? Uh, but Benson is the HR guy, pause. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're not getting a free day. They're just getting a bunch of extra work. I feel like that's, that, that, that's typically what would happen if someone, I mean, I, that happens to me all, not all the time, but that happens in my workspace where if someone can't come in, then it's basically more work for the people who are there for the day. Uh, you know, it sucks. I, I, I've talked about this before, but uh, in my job in the city mm -hmm. back at home, uh, um, there is this one worker. It doesn't matter if she's here or if she's not. When she when she like cancels, obviously we have to pick up her work. But when she is here, she might as well not be. She doesn't do <laughs> shit. She just sits around. She always comes late every single day. And every single time I get the schedule and I see that I'm scheduled at the same time as her, I'm like, because I know that I'm just going to have a like a rough ass day why do i feel like in every work place there's always that one person there is always that one person and i don't and they this also happens to be the person who somehow is able to keep their job that's like, what i'm saying this, this person i'm i'm talking about i am 100 percent convinced that they are sucking someone's dick to <laughs> keep their job you know I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but at my old location, I work at a different location, but at my yeah. old location, uh, there were rumors going around that the GM was having an, having an affair with the store owner. Oh, jeez. I know. I mean, I, it seemed pretty likely, too, so. Yeah, because that shit happens all the time. I remember seeing a tweet where someone who works somewhere, they said, like, oh, my gosh, I just walked in on... Um, my boss, like, making out with 
uh, one of my other managers and my boss is married. Oh. And someone replied to the tweet saying, well, congrats on the promotion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, only, if only we're that easy. Yeah, and it could work, you know, because my the, the cupcake place I used to work at, the two owners were married, and they kind of started their business together. Aw, that's um, cute. They they would never do that. Uh, they're they're super nice, like I've known them for a long time. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if that were to happen, you know I'm getting that promotion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just do it, just do it. Please, I need it. So Benton lists off the amount of work that uh, most man needs to do. So first is to take out the hornet's nest, or take the stump out of the park which has horns nest. There's a dude who thinks he's in the Middle Ages. And then finally, uh, there is a park rock garden, which kind of resemble I can't think, or a Zen garden. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so pause here. Mm-hmm. Um, so two notes about this little montage. Uh, the dude that he, that who, the dude who thinks he's a knight, uh, we see him in like this little mattress fort that he built. And he's wearing like a Quaker Oats helmet hat type thing. Yeah. Uh, we see that guy later on in a regular show, who is the Ace Balthazar guy. Hmm. Well, Do you remember that episode? Probably not, but we'll get there when oh. we get there. Yeah. So this is like, I I can tell that this is one of those instances where the regular show creators probably didn't plan for something to come out of this character. They probably needed like an extra character, mm-hmm. but. They like needed ideas one day, and they decided to like go back to this character. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's pretty convenient because he looks like the type of person that is just a throwaway character. Like he's just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um. We also, I also had a note about this Zen Garden place. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the hell is this? Because we've <laughs> never seen or heard of this before. This park has a full on like dojo. I, yeah, and I'm, it looks like it's straight out of Japan. I I was gonna say this. I don't think this area ever shows up again, even when no. it, when they go to space. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And we've seen like wide shots of the park before, mm-hmm. and we this has never been a thing. the The way that um, Benson or the way that the characters move around the park, it feels like the park is massive. But, yeah, totally. But when you see that wide shot, it looks really tiny. Like, the house is dead in the center. True, yeah. Um, also, notice how all of these chores require physical labor. That's mm-hmm. because Muscle Man is the only employee that's capable of it. So, he can manage to maintain a Zen Garden with that amount of muscle. I guess. I guess the only other contender is Skips, but... Uh, I don't think Skips is in this episode. I think I think, uh, High Five Ghost could maintain that Zen Garden because he can float above the oh, sand. Yeah. yeah, true, and he doesn't ever have to step on it, which is uh, we're about to see some of that in a couple seconds. So I'll continue on. Montage ends. Mordecai and Rigby are complaining, be like, "Oh, who knew that Muscle Man was responsible for so much stuff?" So they decide, like, you know, screw this. We are gonna put a stop to this. So uh, they go and leave to talk to Muscle Man, and then they're like, pause real quick. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, I'm not going to miss this job because raking that sand took hours. What? And then they realize that they've just walked all over the <laughs> sand that they finished raking. And then they just say, no. I wonder how uh, they were supposed to get off that sand in the first place. 
maybe jump because the little area in front of them looks jumpable. It does, it does. But knowing their skills, they'd probably fuck it up somehow. Yeah. But moving on to the kitchen, Mordecai and Rigby walk up to Muskman, who is eating spoonfuls of protein powder, I think. Yeah. And they explain to Muskman, being like, dude, you have to get back to work, because Benson's making us pick up all of your your things around the park and then muscle man's like i can't i'm too busy stuffing my mouth uh, my face hole mm-hmm. and then mordecai once again offers to talk to muscle man and then muscle man's like no i and then he starts to tear up again and then he just puts his face down on the table and he starts crying and this dude is an ugly crier <laughs> Come on, dude. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I think we are, we're all ugly criers in a way. I've ugly cried. Oh, no. Fucking ask CJ. I am the ugliest crier ever. I don't think I've ever seen you cry. You've... Maybe you've seen me, like, like shed a tear or everything, but, like, full-on cry, I am ugly. It's so bad. Like, my, my mouth is, like, open, and, like, I... I'm like taking like deep breaths and I, I, I just can't handle myself. I think, well, when me, Ralph, Jake, and I think Jacob even went to go see Toy Story 4, I teared up. I started crying yeah. then. But that's a different crying from like uh, like a few months ago when I was going through some stuff. That was different. That one was what I'm referencing to my ugly cry. Yeah, so the last time that I really ugly cried was at the airport, uh, which we were talking about in the last episode. There was that one, and then, actually, that entire week was just filled with ugly crying. Like, bef- you, what you all saw on the video, that was only, like, like a 1% of all the crying that was done that week. <laughs> like, that, all the days, like, and, like, a couple weeks prior to that, it was just on and off crying. Dude, for like me and CJ and other friends, it was bad. Dude, like lately on their social media posts, especially Snapchat, I see these like cutesy, oh, I miss you uh, and all that. I'm just like, fuck, man. I miss yeah. having that. That was, that, that's sweet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I'm getting caught up. No, just move on. Just go. Yeah, Mordecai uh, brings Muscle Man to the store. And being like, all right, Muscle Man, don't worry. Grocery stores are filled with single tricks looking to mingle. And then Muscle Man is like, I don't know. None of these girls are as pretty as Starla. And Mark is like, forget about her. So he points to this one girl and says, like, Muscle Man, see that girl over there? She is single. And then Muscle Man is like, how do you know? And he, Mark is like, well, just look at her cart. American cheese singles, one serving of soup. And who buys just one banana? Uh, and also, she doesn't have a ring on her finger, so, hey, Muscle Man, go get her. I well, go. Yeah, yeah. So then Muscle Man walks up to, or were you going to say something? Oh, no, I was going to say, this character right here, um, mm. this is another example of a reoccurring character in a regular show who doesn't really have a name, but you see her all the time. She got a big forehead. She does? Oh, wait, let me let me go back a little bit. Yeah, I could see it. And she got some itty bitties. 
Her her forehead is like covered up by her bangs, which you could tell she might be doing that deliberately. Yo, did you see JJ's outfit at the at the Brit Awards? Okay, we're gonna touch on that real quick. What the <laughs> fuck was that about, dude? This man, well, first of all, he was missing his signature bandana, which there's a reason he wears a bandana. If you know KSI, mm-hmm. his forehead is big as hell, and then also <laughs> not even that, but his suit. It had like this weird like black strap going down like the side. Yes. I don't know. What the fuck was that? He was wearing purple gloves, my guy. And he was there to uh, promote his prime drink as well as the, the Sidemen vodka. I have pre I mean, I signed up for the vodka, having gotten mine. Oh, damn. Actually, it should be easy for me to get the vodka since I'm in the UK. Yeah, hmm. fuck! Damn it. <laughs> but no prime for me, though. Oh. So, fucking... All the comments are saying, like, yo, the Reddit is going to have a field day with this outfit. Oh, yeah. I could already tell. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I tried Prime yesterday. Right? Oh, Cause, you did? Yeah, because one of my, two of my coworkers are also fans. Not of KSI, but they're Logan Paul fans. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> he brought over, I think, Lemon Lime. It was a green one. Yeah, that's the one. I tasted it. It's actually pretty good. Fuck. Oh, I want to try it. They're selling it from over here. They're selling it in like Walmart and then now I think Vitamin World or something. Yeah, it is Vitamin World. Yeah, like someplace healthy. God, lucky. I know. I need a. No, I can't do it today. I'll probably do it tomorrow. Maybe. I don't even know. Uh, let's see, I, you know, if I was there, I would drive straight to a Walmart to go get some Prime, mm-hmm. but that's impossible for me. Hey, uh, KSI, sponsor, sponsor us with Prime, please. Sponsor the Schwam Squad. And, and, and the excellent podcast. See, I've always, I always have to, like, slow down and sound it out before I say anything. Okay. Excellent. 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 You, you said egg. You said, so say, say egg. Egg. Excellent. Excellent. Now put it together, say it fast. Excellent. Excellent. A little better. (laughs) Listeners, do you hear that? He has a slight excellent in there. It's all in the accent. Okay, how about say, so you say egg, and then you say, try zalent with a Z. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that, that, now say it fast. Excellent. Excellent. That's a little better. Okay. Excellent. 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 Okay. <laughs> so, continue on uh, 309. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Alright. <clears throat> so, Muscle Man walks up to the lady, uh, trying to talk to her, but he starts sweating and starts getting nervous and then suddenly breaks down and says, I can't do this. Rips open his shirt, says this beats for this heart beats for another, and starts bawling his eyes out and starts crying out to Starla. Starla! It's a big ass like chest tattoo. Yeah, I would never wait. Pause. Yeah. I know the answer. I just want everyone else to know. Would you ever get a tattoo with or about CJ? Hell no. Like, (laughs) like, hey. I love CJ, and she knows how much I love her. Yeah. But she also knows I would never get a tattoo of my significant other's name. Honestly, I think that is another unspoken rule that everyone should know. Not even not just a guy thing, but 
in general a human thing, why would you get mm-hmm. a, a a significant other tatted on you? Because so, what if they get divorced or broken up? It's there. So maybe if they like pass away, that I would understand or something. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Memory, but the only like person that I love that I would get like like a tattoo of. Mm-hmm. Or like the handwriting or like initials or something something like that would be like either my kids or like my my mother or something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. But a uh, significant other probably not. No, God no. And if you like, uh, there's like so many other ways I could show the love, you know. Mm-hmm. Like and she knows I, that. Yeah, and you know what? If you're the type of person to do that, more power to you. You're doing you're doing you. Not gonna judge you. However, yeah. that just the instance of uh, what if y'all break up? Then what are you uh, gonna do? It costs money to yeah. get that shit removed. Yeah, you're pretty screwed if you do that. Exactly. So you don't want to go through that. So might as well not do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. So after Muscle Man screams to the sky, Starla, and then the lady just walks away all weirded out. Muscle Man's back crying in the shower again, <laughs> naked, and then. Muslim, uh, Mordecai and Rigby are like, what should we do? And then High Five comes up, pausing. Mm-hmm. High Five comes up and he says, like, there's only thing, there's only one thing you can do. You have to get them back together with Starla. So we cut to Two Peaks Mall, which is where Starla works. Um, this right here is a Back to the Future reference. That, I also got that. It's, isn't it in Back to the Future? It's Twin Pines Mall? It is Twin Pines Mall. Okay. Yeah. And so, little, little oh. reference that she threw in there, and it's like a replica of the parking lot, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you know what that? Uh, when I got that reference, you know what got me thinking? What? Uh, time traveling keyboard. Uh the time traveling keyboard. What a classic! I want to do that again. That was fun. That was kind of fun to do. Yeah. So basically way back in the day when like i was starting out youtube and then we we were both like wanted to be like doing stuff on youtube that was back when we did skits when skits were a thing i mean um, yeah yeah i i made this skit it was called the time traveling keyboard where it's like basically whenever you typed in a date you would be transported to that time and uh and you filmed the, the it all on a gopro up. bro that was back when the only thing that i had to film with was a gopro that was amazing. We, yeah. I, I think we filmed like no, 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 because I lived close, uh, at the time. I'm pretty sure I was over at your place at least every other week. Yeah, that, that it was that summer. That summer we filmed a lot of stuff, and that, that was that was fun. You know, like obviously I didn't have like as many subscribers back then as I do now. Whoa, okay, um, calm down there. But <laughs> no, uh, what I'm saying is that the point I'm making is that like back then I had like maybe like like 10 subscribers and i'm like like i have more now but i am not able to make that kind of content like i did back in the day anymore because now that i kind of have like an established audience Mm -hmm. uh like i try to say this like not in a weird way but like now that i have like people who i know actually watch my videos they're expecting like a type of content like i've kind of already established myself as like a filmmaker vlog like cinematic Mm-hmm. kind of video person yeah and if i were to upload a skit it would be like very out of context and weird and out of place mm-hmm. but back then 
I was able to upload whatever I wanted and I didn't have to worry about who was seeing it or like how it would be looked at and stuff like that. So I still have fun with YouTube now, but back then it was like really, really fun because I could do whatever. See that, see watching your content is sort of what I want to do for mine. I try to, but I think it always ended up not working out only because A, I didn't have a good enough camera. Two, um, I didn't go anywhere at the time, but now I can. So now I'm just saving up for a, the oh, same camera that you have. Lost them. Oh no. No! Jason, there you go. Oh, that was that. That was the first time. That's a first. Uh, we should have it. You know, we should have a tally. <laughs> All right. What were you saying about YouTube? Uh, watching your content is what I would like for my channel. My content now. Yes, because when I when I watch, uh, like slice of life vlog kind of videos, those cinematics actually really interest me. I love doing that kind of stuff. Like, have you ever seen uh, the Sidemen's uh, cameraman Khan? I think I have, yeah. Yeah. I like watching his stuff because uh, he does cinematics so well that it kind of... This is what I mean. Like, I wanted to be in the fucking film industry, but no, I have to work at computers. Well, you are a game designer, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, like, transfers over to that. I know, like, I know. A lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. And see, if it, if it makes you feel better, I, I have been making, like, video content for such a long time, and obviously I knew I wanted to major in it, mm -hmm. but once I got to class, I had already been practicing so much for so many years already that I honestly did not learn a lot in my film classes. Well, and yeah, how do you mean? Because every single like thing that I was learning, I it, I was already I, I had kind of already self taught that to me, mm -hmm. and it was it's so easy to just like pick up a camera and just by watching other people's content, you could be like, oh I don't want to say like as good because there is some sort of like simple training involved, but yeah. you could pretty much be where you need to be just by like seeing a type of content and knowing how to emulate it. I think that so, like nowadays it's easier to teach yourself because the internet exists. YouTube tutorials are your best friend. Exactly. And I think people are putting um was it? I don't want to say going to school out of proportion, you know, because obviously mm -hmm. go to school because that just extends your knowledge, but you know, YouTube you can do you could basically teach yourself for essentially free. Mm -hmm. Because everything that I learned in like the early filmmaking days, and even today I still do it this way, was all self-taught on like either playing around with video softwares. I would just like get some random footage and just like fool around in like iMovie or something back in the day, mm -hmm. and then I would watch a YouTube video and then I would learn. And then, oh, yep. So that was the first where I learned. The second where I learned is just simply watching other people's content like it didn't even have to be a tutorial it was just their normal videos i would just watch their stuff and i i would like be get a good idea of like what i want to do and other times i would go into these videos like not even like with the intent of like learning something i would watch it because like i was watching it for fun yeah. and i was subconsciously learning stuff as i went on you know mm-hmm 
and it got to the point where it's like I had known so much that when I went to school for film and I was taking like video storytelling classes I didn't learn shit like literally all those classes did for me was just allow me to add more stuff to my profile which Mm. is great that is always great yeah but it got to the point where I had to get help from like an actual like filmmaking professional and um I did that with uh, Casey Neistat's course. Did did you ever watch Casey Neistat? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I his content's pretty cool. I highly recommend watching Casey Neistat if you uh, wanna uh, get into filmmaking. Uh, mm-hmm. The type of content that I make now that you were talking about with like the cinematic that is all inspired by Casey Neistat. Yep. Um, Casey actually just did an online film course where it was like an entire curriculum. It lasted thirty days, and it just ended yesterday, actually. Oh, how uh, you want to give like a brief summary of how of that experience? Yeah, so basically, what Casey did, like, um, well, for context, if you don't know Casey's story, please check out his "Draw My Life" video because he like is a very world profound filmmaker. Oh, I'm not maybe not like world profound, but like he he's known. He's like very high in the industry mm-hmm. as far as like filmmaking and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically started this like online course where um, he wanted to teach people how like his process of recording videos is because sometimes, um, hold on, where is it? Some of his past students, they said that like, yeah, I went to NYU film school and I honestly learned more from KC in two weeks than I did in four years. <laughs> so that's what that's what kind of tied me because I was already a fan of his content so being able to be taught from him was a big honor and a big opportunity so basically what the course is where um, he basically just brought you through his entire editing process uh, mm. he just showed you like how he edits and like what critiques that he would do to his own stuff and like why he makes the certain choices that he does when filming and I learned so much hmm. that, that's very interesting I've, honestly if if I wasn't in the major that I'm in, I would definitely be in the same boat in you as you in you as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But literally like like I said, all you need is well you have a you have a better phone now, so you could film with your phone. Oh, most and definitely. Yeah, so that's already like half of it. Yep. And then there's so many free editing softwares like uh well you don't have a Mac so not iMovie but uh DaVinci Resolve is a professional one that's free that's I, good I think I've have I used it no 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 I think it was something else uh HitFilm HitFilm that one I'm using currently yes okay that's a good one yeah go for it definitely go for it I'm working on videos for the channel but I haven't done anything because of school no, yeah, literally, I. That's why I had I'd been so con- inconsistent on YouTube for the past couple years because of school. But luckily, yeah. I'm back oh, no. for the most part. I need to catch up on your videos. Uh, okay. Anyways, so <coughs> we need uh, to catch up on the episode. <coughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we come back to the or we go to the mall. Uh, Mordecai Rigby and High Five Ghost go to a store called Icy and Coat, which is basically like a jewelry. Uh designer store nothing too fancy uh rigby they're walking into the store rigby walks into this ginormous woman oh uh, that's two that's oh. two i was explaining the episode or explaining <laughs> the just scene just continue on i'll catch up yeah just keep going okay <clears throat> so rig 
like I said before, Rigby runs into a ginormous woman. Her name tag says Starla. Uh, she asks, can I help you, gentlemen? They're all, like, nervous. Mordecai speaks up and says, do you know a guy named Muscle Man? And starts describing him. So I was like, yeah, I dumped that loser. Mordecai then says, like, oh, he's miserable without you. Could you just give him another chance? Starla still says, nah, I'm not giving him another chance. It, that was over. Mordecai is still uh, relentless and says this, like, cheesy speech about how, like, love is, it's really cheesy honestly if you if if you want to add in a sound bite of it look i know how muscle man can be he's annoying he smells and he pretty much has no common decency for others but he's still human and he has feelings we all do we're just fragile beings looking for someone to share something with to laugh with to love and that's why i think you should get back together with muscle man basically like kind of vouching for muscle man while also being like yo i know this dude's kind of a dick but you gotta like give him a chance um basically the whole what ends up happening is that starla gets very moved by what mordecai says and she starts to go all like dreamy on him and there's like sparkles around him and then she starts like looking at him in a certain way and then mordecai is like and that's why i think you should get back together with muscle man and so they start to leave but then starla is like wait Oh, Muscle Man never talked about his feelings like that. And I love a man that talks about his feelings. She says something like that. And then, yeah. um, and then so Mordecai and Rigby and Fives, like, they just kind of walk outside while, like, Starla's kind of holding his hand. Mordecai's like, uh, we'll be back. And then so Rigby and High Fives are laughing so hard. And then they're outside and then Mordecai's like, oh, sick. And then Rigby's like, oh, she liked you. She liked you. <laughs> and then... So Rigby comes up with a plan being like, yo, you should totally go on a date with her because then here's what's going to happen. Um, you'll go on a date with her. She will forget about Muscle Man and then Muscle Man will eventually like get over it and then uh, it'll help like everyone move on and then he'll be back to work. And personally, I don't really see how that's going to play out because I've uh, had experiences with people who I thought were my best friends going out with exes. But, you know, that's another story. <laughs> um, yeah. So Mordecai finally gives in. He's like, okay, fine. I'll go on one date with Starla. So he looks back inside and Starla's kind of rubbing her face on the glass to Mordecai. And then Rigby's like, oh, you better make that like three or four. And then Mordecai's like, fine. So he goes back inside and he asks Starla out on the date, and obviously she says yes and, like, hugs him. And Okay, so, wait, pause it really fast. I yeah. made a note about this. I, I wrote down that one ugly girl who likes you, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, basically. Has that ever happened? Um, uh, so, I don't want to say ugly, but, like, there, there was this one girl. It was senior year of high school. I had just gotten over a bad breakup and I was in that phase where it's like, all right, I got out of a bad breakup. I'm, I'm open. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like talking to like, I wasn't talking to like everyone, but like, I, I was like friendly with a lot of people. Cause I was like, um, I was fine with being single, but again, like there was that like little bit of interest, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. of like, and any sort of like female attention that you get, you're like, Oh, hello. Um, but, yeah. So, it was a girl that I met at Theater Fest, mm -hmm. and 
we were at this one like theater improv workshop together and then we were paired up into a random group and then after she asked if I had a Snapchat. I was like, okay, cool, making friends. That's honestly what I thought about it. I then quickly realized that she was that she really liked me and I was just like, oh, okay. Um, she said that there was this party going on tonight somewhere uh, and I was like, all right, I, I didn't end up going because like I was with like my, my theater group and stuff yeah. doing other things, but... After Theater Fest was done, she kept Snapchatting me. She kept, like, I would, like, leave the mess. I would, we would talk for a little bit. We would, I would leave the message on red. And then she would, like, send another snap and then another and then another. And I was like, okay. Mm. Um, and then, oh, I really wish that I still had it. Oh, my gosh. But once we were back in school the next semester, mm-hmm. she wrote, I guess she was in English class. And she had to write an essay on, like, like a good friend of hers. We had known each other for, like, I think maybe a month, barely, at that point. She wrote her essay on me. Oh. And, but it wasn't even formatted like an essay. It was, like, like it looks like a middle school girl text. <laughs> it literally said, like, the quest, the seminar question was, like, oh, who is your best friend and why? What have they done for you? And she said, oh, she used the, these words in her essay. OMG, Jason's my best, best friend ever, like, like, we met, like, not a long time ago, but he's such a good friend to me, and I love him so much. And she put, like, a thousand O's in the word so. Oh. And she sent that to me, and I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to this? <laughs> and, like, oh, I really wish that I still had it. Why didn't I not screenshot it back in the day? But it was so weird. And I was like think to myself i was like is she actually serious is she writing this in an essay my mom she was like no that has to be a joke there's no way she wrote that in an essay and i was like part of me is thinking that but knowing this girl i i don't think she's kidding <laughs> see it's a little weird see i unlike you i'm very dense so if a girl likes me i would not know oh uh, geez yeah <laughs> but it's fine it's whatever well, they- I, I, I miss signs from girls sometimes, but this girl, if you had met this girl, you would definitely know that she likes you, if, oh, no, especially I'm, with how she was treating it. I'm, I'm, I can see that she was clearly making it obvious. Yeah. Like, that note, even though uh, there were a lot of evidence, that sign kind of put, it was a nail in the coffin that was like, yep, I fucking like you. Yeah, and then later on, uh, when I was in the musical later that year, she uh, kept asking, like, uh, like, oh, like, maybe I should come see it, like, send me the info for tickets, which, like, I, I wasn't going to be a dick. Like, I sent her the info on, like, on where she could get a ticket. Uh, mm-hmm. She never ended up um, showing up. I, I think she had, like, a like another thing that she had to go to. But she she really wanted to come to see me in this performance, which, uh, okay. Um mm-hmm. And if she did, it would have been fine. Like it would have been nice to catch up, but still, it was. It, I would been. I wouldn't. I wasn't planning on having like a long conversation with her. Like if we did see each other, and then also, she lived. I think she lived somewhere like all the way in like Ottawa or something like that. Like like a couple hours from where we lived. Oh fuck! And she she kept asking like, oh, when's the next time we could meet up again? Maybe we could go and get coffee. And oh, that's cute. Like, you, you're, you're acting like we live in the same town or something, but we don't. <laughs> but, and. She said that, um, oh, sometime I, I have to give you your Valentine's Day gift. And it was like March oh at that point. Oh, my God. She, she told me about the Valentine's Day gift in February. And then, like, she would, like, mess me up every now and then. Be like, I still have your Valentine's Day gift. And I'm like, uh. 
Wait, do you still talk to her? No, uh, well, actually, only recently, her Instagram got deactivated, which, uh, okay, so there we go, and I, I don't think, I, I haven't seen her on Snap in a long time, which, I think that we're, we're <laughs> chill now, but, <laughs> Gee, but super weird. You said this was senior year? This was senior year, yeah. You think she gave up, like, two years down the line? <laughs> Just like, you know what, it's been two years, I need to stop. I think the last time I remember talking to her is like maybe freshman year of high school or sophomore year even, but like junior year definitely not. But God damn. Yeah, very weird. I mean, uh. <sighs> okay, let's get back into the episode. So we're taking through this montage of Mordecai and Starla going on dates. First, they get burritos, and Starla laughs at something, and she like spits burrito stuff all over him. And then Mordecai and Ruby are working in the snack bar. Starla rides by on her bike and blows her, blows Mordecai a kiss and almost hits him. And then next they're at the baseball game and they ended up getting on the Jumbotron for the kiss cam. And then Starla tries to kiss Mordecai, but she like pushes, um, he pushes her back. And then they're at the beach and then Mordecai's about to put suntan lotion. But uh, pausing here, mm-hmm. Starla has this like tramp stamp um, tattoo and you could see it previously said like said like muscle man steve muscle man and then now it says mordecai uh i don't we obviously know who muscle man is but who the hell is steve it's yo question. steve's the cuck <laughs> especially since he's in between the two muscle men exactly yo i just heard your stomach growl you heard the fuck i am <laughs> very this mic picks up a lot maybe i have to turn down the gain no, don't worry. My the mic that I have on my desk, I get uh everyone can hear just about everything. Have you been hearing like slamming doors in the background? No. All I heard was the one thing that I heard was your stomach. Okay, because uh there was I think one of my flatmates was like walking in and out of doors and Oh, okay. Whatever. Why the fuck what was it? One of the European people that you're rooming with? Well, I only live with Europeans, but so yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, who the fuck would have, this is what I mean about getting, uh, tattoos of your significant other on your body. Because, see, then she had to cross it off. You see, like, what would we learn, you know? Exactly. And it's not even, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are tricks to getting around it. And, obviously, the basic one is just putting a line across it, but still... That, that usually yeah you would want like a cover-up tattoo or something mm-hmm. so but uh, oh yeah uh, at... before we move on i wrote yeah. i wrote a note before or as mordecai's like putting suntan lotion and looking at the stamp you can see uh her ass crack yeah it's yeah. gross the the amount of like cheeks we've seen in the in this season alone is on is weird yeah, see, uh, pausing at 6.18 when Mordecai runs away, Starla's obviously still chilling there. Mm-hmm. The lady in the back is pretty fine. She she is good where she's at. But there are these two kids who are making a sandcastle. What the fuck is up with the girl that's just chilling there? It almost looks like Eileen. I was going to say Eileen. I mean, what the who, oh man, that kind of makes me sad now. I don't think anyone has built a sandcastle in like ages. True. Uh, one last note before we move on. Um, 
these are some pretty big dates for it just supposed to be being like a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Mordecai seems to be given like a lot of effort, and I would assume that these dates, like especially the baseball game, are like a good amount of money. That he does uh, not have. Yeah, unless if Starla is making all these plans, but then again, you'd think that like Mordecai's trying to like like make Starla happy, so he's the one paying for it all, but you mm-hmm. know, it's a little weird. No, yeah. But okay. Uh let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh where is it at? my is it my turn? I'm at no. six eighteen. Uh my turn. Your turn. Okay. Uh six eighteen, go on. Ready, set, go. <clears throat> so Mordecai runs off. Uh oh, sorry. I'm a little bit ahead. He runs yeah. off, and we cut back to the coffee shop, and Rigby asks, did you dump her at? Mordecai says, no. Rigby's getting frustrated. He's like, I can't get, I can't deal with it anymore. And then Mordecai's like, yeah, I know, I know. I'll dump her. So we're inside the coffee shop. Mordecai eating a pie, Starla being gross about it. Mordecai's like, okay, we need to talk. And then Starla's like, I'll get some pie off of your face, because he does. She starts kissing him. Mordecai pushes her off and says, look, I... Uh, there's something wrong with you. I don't like you. And we get like this echoey um, Mordecai <laughs> voice and it keeps panning towards Starla. She's getting really upset. She's uh, she's heartbroken. Uh, and, uh, I, wrote, I wrote a note about this. Okay, go for it. The little sound bite of Mordecai saying, I don't like you. Like, I wrote that as an iconic moment. I don't like you, like you, like you, like you, like you. I think so too. Because me and like my friends, and I'm pretty sure like our lunch table, we, we've probably said it before. Mm. I remember, do you remember Devin Durenz? Yes. That yes. kid. I remember I, I was telling a story and then I slipped in that I don't like you line. And then he's like, you're not Mordecai. <laughs> And Did, I don't know, like so I would, I feel like I'd remember that line. So I just realized this right now. They're in yeah. the coffee shop. Wouldn't Margaret have seen this? Oh, true. Maybe she's not working today, but yeah, I'm That's, pretty sure Margaret. Yeah, Margaret would see Mordecai with another girl, or uh, in another timeline. Sure. In another yeah. timeline, Margaret would have came over and been like, "Ah, oh, shit! Now's my chance, Mordecai. Yeah, give but, me them." Give me them bird lips. Mordecai leaves Starla inside of a coffee shop. He goes back outside to Rigby. And then he says, like, yep, she's dumped. And then they're all happy being like, oh, like, finally we could stop doing the work. And I think she took it well. Spoiler alert, she did not take it well because she throws in a whole entire coffee table outside of the window. And she sets the place on fire. And then there's, like, a silhouette of her, like, jumping out. And she's, like, on, like, a big piece of rubble. Uh, the lighting is now like dark and red, so we—that's when you know that this is the turning point of every regular show episode. And basically, I'm gonna talk throughout this entire ass montage. Mm-hmm. Starla goes on a riot. She starts to chase Mordecai and Rigby in the golf cart, which the golf cart wasn't starting at first. So they start to drive away, and she's like hanging off the back of it. So Mordecai like swerves the golf cart and like crashes her into like a piece of trash. But she catches up, like, almost immediately. And then, uh, pausing, Mm you will see that Rigby, like, looks in the rearview mirror. And she is, like, running towards the the mirror. And you can see, like, the objects in the mirror are closer than their peer sign. Mm -hmm. And that is actually another reference, this time, to Jurassic Park. Oh, I was going to say Toy Story. But, yeah, that... You know what? I can see it. I forgot about that. Actually, it's funny because... 
Toy Story, what you're talking about, that was also a reference to Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park came first. Yeah, so that is our second movie reference. Um, so yeah, Starla is like running towards and then she catches up to the car. She's like kind of like body chucking it and Mordecai speeds off and then they're now at the park and Starla like stomps really hard on the ground and she like starts to put a bunch of cracks in the earth and everything and then Mordecai and Rigby almost fall in lava and then uh, all the trees are like getting blown off and then we see the ace Balthazar guy again who just had his mattress broken he goes back in this portal to his medieval world um and then we're back at muscle man's trailer starla is throwing trees at mordecai and rigby as they run uh a helicopter shows up uh and now are describing a starless rampage she picks up a boulder tosses it at the helicopter and kills them and then we go uh we get to mordecai and rigby banging on muscle man's door muscle man's still crying in the shower um mordecai begging for muscle man to talk to starla Starla crashes into Muscle Man's trailer. He comes out the shower and just lets out Starla. So then we, <laughs> so then we get like a pan shot of the destruction of the park. Uh, Starla is a uh, battering ram. Batter, I don't know, fucking trying to break the uh, front door down while Mordecai and Rigby are on the other side. She gets through red eyes, and then all of a sudden, Muscle Man comes up behind and says. Starla, you have to stop. She's not listening. Uh, Muscle Man starts getting discouraged and says, oh, I guess I'll go. Mordecai's like, dude, Muscle Man, she's right there. Say something to her. Muscle Man's thinking, and he starts saying uh, these words that, I mean, normally you, you wouldn't really say. It's not bad, but it's not what he's supposed to say. He, he says, like, oh, I think you look foxy when you break things. Mm-hmm. And then Mordecai... <laughs> Signs him saying, no, from here, and he points to his heart. So then Muscle Man steps a little bit closer and actually speaks about his feelings. And uh, we get, at the end of his speech, we get Muscle Man's full name, Mitch Sorenstein. Sorenstein, sorry. Yeah. So then uh, Starla is moved by it. Uh, and Rigby kind of laughs at yeah. his name. Mm -hmm. Then Starla is moved by it, uh, and... Mitch ends off by saying, uh, will you be my muscle woman? She, uh, muscle man and, fucking, I almost called her muscle woman. Star, Starla, start running at each other in slow motion in a very disgusting Okay, part. we gotta talk about this yeah, scene pause, right here. Yeah, pause Fucking, that. so they, they start to do the stereotypical, like, cartoon running towards each other in slow motion while they say their names. There's like, Mitch, Starla. And I'll probably put a sound bite there. It's super weird and fucking their both of their titties are bouncing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that that is the main like detail of the scene. And like that that's the whole joke. You could tell the animators deliberately put that in, obviously, because they're all over the place. Uh -huh. Muscle Man's are bouncing, and then Starla's are too. Like, that's... I don't know how they got away with that. That's another thing what I meant in the beginning, so, like, how uh, the animators got away with making this episode the way it is. Yeah, I'm looking on the fan wiki. There are no censorships for this episode. God damn which it. Which surprises me. Fucking, so, 
they finally embrace each other and then their lips start to like slowly move towards each other and then they start making out like tongue animated and all and the sound effects are weird and then like Starlight kind of has her leg up and Muscle Man's holding like her under thigh part and then Mordecai and Rigby are like oh sick and they pull back and then Starler is like, oh, Mitch, you've never talked about your feelings before. Uh, I love that in the guy. And then um, what does Muscle Man say? Like, you know who else doesn't like talking about their feelings? My mom. And then obviously Starla thinks that it's funny because they get their humor. Yes. Um, so. So then uh, Muscle Man carrying Starla walks into the sunset. Uh, and he says, "Yeah, I, you know, I love it when you destroy public property." And then they keep kissing as they're walking. Mordecai and Rigby follow. Uh, Mordecai says, "Like, yeah, maybe we should have done, just done Muscle Man's chores." Yeah, and then Rigby is like, "This has been the most disturbing day of my life." Yep, and, and, and it's then the also, episode ends there. And it's also been a disturbing day for me as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure anyone watching that episode would probably be traumatized. Oh, most definitely. Uh, Alright, well, there's not really much more we could do right now, except for lunchtime. Lunchtime. Lunchtime! Where the fuck is my lunchtime notes? It's lunchtime. Without taking any breaks, who was the protagonist? The protagonist was Mordecai and Rigby. I thought about including Muscle Man, but he was kind of like in the background. And Mordecai muscle- and Rigby, yeah, the, Mordecai and Rigby kind of did the dirty work for him. Literally, they did. Yeah. He did. They did. <laughs> yeah, true. So like you, you would a lot of people would think that it was Muscle Man, which it kind of is, but not really. It's it's definitely Mordecai and Rigby. Uh huh. Uh, definite, well, there pretty much was only one antagonist. Yep, it's in the name, it's Starla. It's, it's Starla, wait, hold on, I thought this was Muscle Woman. Well, you know what I mean, Muscle I know, Woman. I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, are, were there any O's or hmms in this episode? Uh, you had kind of alluded to this in the last episode, there were zero O's and hmms in this one. Yeah, I can't. I, I was saying this like I'm surprised, especially from this one, there were no O's or hmms. Yeah, true. I guess they had nothing to O or hmm about because it was kind of a suckish episode for what Mordecai and Rigby had to go through. Well, when Rigby first discovers that Starla likes Mordecai, he could have said <laughs> O there. Yeah, true. Oh wait, hold on. Rigby, he doesn't really say like a O, but, but he he's... does say. Yeah, he says, like, oh, she likes you, she likes you. Oh, she liked you, she liked you. Dude, shut up. We're counting that? So, uh, no, no, probably not, because, like, it wasn't like you're, like, you're, oh, like how they usually do. Mm-hmm. It was, like, whenever they go, oh, it's deliberate, but Rigby okay. was more so saying, like, oh, you know, uh, there's a difference. Yeah, okay. Uh, hey guys, I'm editing this episode of the Excellent Podcast, and I realized that we made a mistake because Rigby most definitely said "oh" in the way he usually does. Oh, she liked you. She liked you. Dude, shut up. So, yeah, that's one more "o" oh for this episode. We'll talk about this next time. So, adult jokes. 
Uh, I don't even know. There's so many. So there was man muscle man showering. Yeah, the titties bouncing, and then them making out at the end. Oh, God. So that's three of them. I think that's the most adult jokes that we've had in an episode. Excluding uh, Naked Pops? Uh, well, even then, I'm not sure. There was oh. Naked Pops in there, but I don't even think that there was like that many. Hold on, I'm going back to it. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, wait, no. It is the... So the adult jokes for Brain Eraser was seeing Pops naked, junk mail, saggy, wriggle, shriveled Pacey, and then Benton naked. Oh, so, wow. So that's the second uh, most. Yes. Huh. Which we obviously saw why like, there was a lot of action in this episode. There's a lot. Okay. The amount of nudity that's happened. It's happened twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second new character we've seen. Gross. Uh, any iconic moments? Uh, I wrote nope. pretty much everything I just said. Yeah. Muscle man showering, the tatas bouncing, and then making out. And then <laughs> I also, I also wrote uh, him yelling "Starla" in the store. Starla. As, I, as well as uh, as well as uh, Mordecai saying, "I don't like you." I don't like you. Like you. Like you. Like you. Like you. Wait. So muscle man screaming to the air. Like what? I mean, why do I feel like I've seen a edit of when Muscle Man rips open his shirt and it, it doesn't say Starla, but it says something <laughs> else on it? It probably has said something, but there was some uh, a note that I forgot to make earlier about him yelling Starla. Wow. Um, that shot right here is iconic because not only is it funny, but... Cartoon Network has also used it in a lot of promos. Yeah. There was, again, back in the phase when they were making, like, a lot of, like, edits about their, like, shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one commercial where they, like, collected every single name in a regular show, every single time a name was said. Huh. And then, obviously, Starla was the last one. Because <laughs> it was funny. Huh. Okay. I think, I think I've seen that before sometime. Somewhere. Yeah. So... I think I can already tell this one. So the IRL music, I don't think there were any. Nope, there were no songs in this one. Nope. So then how would you rate Muscle Woman? Not not <sighs> not the character, but the episode. <laughs> uh no, the character gets a full ten from me. No. Wait, hold on. Um the the memorability scale out of five for this. Um I originally gave it a four point five just like the last one, but after watching it, I think, and especially since this is my first, like, one of my first ever episodes, I'm going to give this a 5 out of 5. I feel like I'd remember this one. Uh, I give it a 4.5 because I, the one thing I do remember is Muscle Man crying in the shower. Yeah, true. Actually, there is uh, so many things about this episode that make it memorable. Like, again, Muscle Man crying, the making out, the Starla. So that's, yeah, that's why I'm going to bump it up. Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah. Uh one one thing I think I forgot to mention. Is this the first time we've heard like us a, a solid high five ghost talking? I also forgot to make that point. Uh yeah, I think this is the most lines that Fives has ever had in one episode. Mm-hmm. And like and with that voice too. Yeah, with the voice. You could tell that the voice actors and J.G. Quintel, if he was even voicing him at this time, because it wasn't always him. Um, 
I think I think it was him though. It, yeah, maybe at least for season one it wasn't. I know that. No, but, oh, definitely not. Yeah, they you could tell that they were still trying to figure out like who five who five was and like how his voice sounded because mm-hmm. uh, he does sound very different. His girlfriend Stara dumped him last night. So is this a skip or a must watch? <sighs> okay, so personally, I feel like I could skip this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, maybe if it came on like autoplay, I would like skip to the next one. Uh, I could watch it though, but I would say for like someone who's new to the show, in order to really get into regular show and understand these characters, it's a must watch. I'd say it's a must watch regardless. I was I was entertained by it. I was entertained. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I guess the only reason I would skip is because like. It's uh, it's like a little weird at the end, but like again, that mm-hmm. that's the whole humor of regular show. So I guess that's what would make it a must watch. Like I'm very close between a must watch or a skip, but uh, I'm kind of in the middle. But if I had to pick one, I guess like a skip, barely though. Barely a skip. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then, would you that that's an interesting point then. Uh, so do you, Jason, think that this episode is a good or a bad episode? I, despite all that, I do think that this was a good episode. What? I can agree with that. This has, this was a really good episode. What? Like I said, this is just pure regular show humor. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it has the great humor. And even like, um, was not Branch, but it, um, extended the personality of, uh, I am sort of Mitch, Muscle Man. Yeah, like you really got to see like i was saying his soft side because mm-hmm. you always knew him as this buff character this muscle man literally but now you are able to like kind of see like a, another side to him that you never knew before mm-hmm. uh, and with that um i don't know how you do this oh uh <laughs> should i do the outro i guess so because like that we literally went through all the questions <laughs> all right so thank you so much for an incredible one year of the excellent podcast uh if you do not follow us on twitter i guess i will read the tweets that i sent out earlier today because i made a little announcement here uh one year ago today the excellent podcast premiered we would like to thank everyone for all the amazing support for sticking with us through everything and for always listening one of our uh, faithful listeners of the show shadow the floof said thank you so much for creating this amazing podcast i've been a regular show fan since basically when it came out so i've been wanting to do something like this myself but i'm glad you two are doing it definitely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to thank you shadow that makes me cry yeah yeah i'm I'm so glad that uh people like tune into the show and stuff like that oh that was very heartwarming. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. We we really appreciate it. And again, every single time we get like fan feedback from this, whether it be like a Twitter mention or like a Apple podcast review, we will always read it on the show. So that being said, go follow us on our Twitter, which is at EggSalentPod. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and you could also check out our group YouTube channel at the Schwam Squad on YouTube. and 
And while you're here, I might as well plug my YouTube channel since we were talking about it. It mm -hmm. is 18 Jason M, and I have a new vlog coming out in two days, probably around the same time this episode is coming. So there quick, you go. Quick question: Do you, yeah. are you uploading on a consistent schedule? Or are you just uploading them as soon as you're done? Um, I am up. I'm trying to upload at least once a week. Okay. And I kind of got to start filming the next one because um. This video is going to come out on Friday, and I'm currently not filming a new one. Uh, I am going uh, somewhere on Friday, though, so I could maybe hmm. film that. Hmm. Well, let it be known, audience, that you need to put that bell notification on so you would know. Just in yes, case. please. Cool. So, do you have anything else to say? Uh, saggy muscle man titties. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.